is it ready? Yeah. You're already going? Yeah, it's been recording. Oh, okay. And now, our feature presentation. All right, welcome back to Road Trip Cinema. I am your guest host today, Kylie, and I've got Saeed with me. And Hi. Today we're going to be discussing The Lost Boys. Do you know what year this movie came out? It is 1987. That's what I thought, but then I started getting that twist in my head because I've been on a big TMNT kick, you mm-hmm. know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that cartoon started in 87. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh shit, is yep. that... Which one is it? It is an 87 movie. Could you imagine seeing Lost Boys and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the same day? Not the movie, the cartoon. No, I can't imagine. Okay. <laughs> I did that. Did you do that? I did Nice. It. I watched Lost Boys and I, got, I was like, I finished it. I was like, oh, what now? You can watch the first five episodes of the original series on YouTube. Huh. Yeah, they have it as like an hour and 26 movie by Nickelodeon. It's really weird. I'll have to check it out. It's not very good. No. No, I turned it off pretty quick. Well, the other side of that, I felt like The Lost Boys was very good. Um, I don't know where do you want to start with this. What would you say is the basic premise of the movie? The basic premise of the movie. Yeah. Boy gets a crush on a girl. She's involved with a vampire biker gang. He joins the vampire biker gang and then decides he doesn't actually want to be a part of the vampire biker gang. Well, he doesn't really know they're vampires until, like, he's becoming one. He's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I guess. I've got some mixed feelings about it, but... Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. It really gave Goonie vibes, like, almost like a grant. Like, I know it's the 80s, and I know that... because of Corey Feldman? I was going to say, and I know we had Corey Feldman. But I really do think it gave, because I've seen a lot of 80s movies, and it just, I think it was like the comedic portion of it, and it was heavier on comedy than I thought that it would be. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. What to expect. Basically, I loved this movie, and I felt like it was very, very 80s, but in all of the best ways possible. I will counter that with, I thought, the exact opposite. This movie is very, very 80s in all the worst oh. ways possible. Oh, no. this, this movie, I thought, was very half-baked. It's got okay. such a cool premise. And I don't want to say the premise is that it's like the 80s, because it was just a movie at the time. Yeah. It wasn't like the 80s. No. But uh, a gang of vampires in Southern California, a family moves there, and it's like the murder capital of the world or whatever. I just thought, like beach vampires that's a fun idea yeah and then we did nothing with that fucking premise like you could have told the same movie anywhere else and it wouldn't have mattered like they did not use their setting to its fullest extent I feel like that's a shame I did think that they could have expanded more and I wanted so much more of the vampires we I didn't get enough of them um so generally I think 80s effects are pretty pretty bad it doesn't mean they're not enjoyable, but I'm not a huge fan of it. But I really loved and enjoyed the vampire special effects makeup and their costume design. Mm-hmm. And I'm upset. And I, I understand it's probably because it was the 80s that we never got a shot of them flying. We almost did. But we didn't. No. 
never. It's too lewd that they can. They just don't. They just don't. They just don't give it to us. I feel like this movie was very conscious of its budget and played a lot of tricks to avoid that kind of thing. Like, we know they can fly. We never see it, but we know. Yeah. Like, a camera flying in towards the house, but, like, mm-hmm. obviously it's it's not. Or when they're. Vampires flying or nothing. It's just a camera. Making their attacks on civilians or people, and you, they're flying in. It's but. funny that, like, to me, you think the vampire part is the best. Where I think, I think the little brother's kind of annoying, but the the two friends he makes, Corey Feldman and the other kid, the Frog the Brothers. Shots, I thought they were so fucking funny. Oh, I thought they were great. They too. were like the best part of the movie. Them and the grandpa. Yeah, killed I, it. Well, they were great on the comedic end of the whole thing, and I really uh, loved the scene closer to the end when there's the final fight with the vampires in the house and they push is that Marcus? They push the one vampire into the tub full of garlic and holy water and I he dis- he he's dis- the blonde guy? And he disintegrates Okay. and all the blood just starts shooting out of all of the like sinks and toilet and oh, everything very, in the like, house. like uh, it vibes yes. like yeah, like it's just spewing everywhere. everywhere. I really, really liked that. I thought that was great. What did you think of the the twist villain? Well, head vampire, I guess. One, we all knew it was him. You know what? I, I, I guess I don't think highly enough of eighties movies, or maybe I think too highly of them. Uh, I thought, okay, yeah, it's not him. Sure, I'll go along with that. I really thought it was the girl that the older brother was into. Oh, I thought that would be star. the twist. Oh. Uh, yeah, star, right? Star, yeah. Yeah, the hippie parent yes. and all that. I thought it would be her. Like, she's been very protective of this little kid, and she wants to make sure that at the end the little kid is safe no matter what. So I thought the twist would be like, oh, I'm head vampire. Now that you've killed all the dangerous ones, kill me. And then make sure this kid is safely taken care of. And then it was just the guy, and I was like, oh, okay, so, sure. So, talking about Corey Feldman and the the Frog Brothers and the, the younger brother again, there's, uh, the mom is dating the head vampire. Yeah, kind And of. so he comes over for dinner, <laughs> and they know that it's him, and they set all these traps, like they put straight garlic on his pasta and all this stuff, and whatever, but I loved when the mom... She's like, oh, somebody's breath really stinks. And they just stare him down because for some reason, like, stinky breath was the reason he would be a vampire. Was that before or after the garlic? I I don't remember. But then the dog is literally just, like, standing on the table panting in the mom's face. I thought it was great. It was just so funny. I really... I gotta say, my favorite part of the movie is the absolute very end. Where it's the borderline senile grandpa. Yes. He drives through the house. I don't know. I assume it was on purpose. Yeah. Kills the head vampire after his big reveal of like, yeah, I was trying to fuck your mom and make her mine. So you guys would have to join me or the other way around. And then the grandpa drives through the house, puts a snake through him, fucking ends him. All of it leading up to him just going to the fridge to grab a drink. And he just says, you know, I've always had one problem with the town. Too many vampires. Like he's just been... Aware of it the whole time, just didn't give a shit. Yeah, I I also really liked that. I thought it was great. So, I I had some serious disappointments with the story. Okay, what's that? The problem I have 
is that I feel that the vampires were the good guys here. I, I don't think they were in the wrong. And, you know, they might have tricked Michael. But they could have killed him immediately if they wanted to. <laughs> but they took him in. Do you think that's just because he challenged them? or I'm not sure. And I know there was, like, something alluded to later on that, like, he was supposed to be Star's first kill. But then they then they turned him, and they took him to the bridge and did all this stuff and, like, kind of, like, tried to be bros and build, like, a camaraderie with him. They were never inherently evil. No, they like, weren't. They are feeding on a town, but it's not... Like, they're vampires. Evil, yeah. That's what they do. Like, they weren't really bad. And then... I mean, they're bad to the people that, to the live, people there. that live there. They're probably not thrilled about it. And then the whole situation with the head vampire... I I was devastated when all the vampires died and he was like, My boys, I was just... He wanted to look for a mom for them. And I was like, why couldn't, why couldn't we just, you know, be a happy vampire family? <laughs> he could have been upfront about this from the beginning... A, a big problem I have with vampire movies that I'll never understand is is a human's obsession or attachment to their mortality and wanting to remain human. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think any person is going to have this chance at immortality and eternal youth and, and turn it down because they just want to maintain their humanity. It makes no sense to me. I think the only thing I can counter that with is, do you remember the original Pirates of the Caribbean where... They yearned for immortality, finally got it, come to find out it was like more of a curse. And yeah. They're undead and all food tastes like dirt and they can't enjoy life anymore. Drinks go yeah. through them, nothing gets them drunk. Like, life is now a curse. I mean, that's kind of how being a vampire is. You can't go out in daylight. You have to drink blood. Every other food makes you vomit. Gift and a Nuh-uh. curse. Not in this world. They were eating Chinese food. Really? Yeah, they had Chinese, and he tricked Michael into thinking it was worms and maggots that he was eating. But yeah, they but had. Then he went and threw up, didn't he? I don't think so. Because he was eating normal food at home, so then he threw up. Or was he throwing he, up? No, he was, he was throwing changing? up because he thought they were maggots. No, but at home later when he was oh, with his brother, I think it was just because they were eating was... normal food or milk, and he threw up. I think it was just because he was changing. Okay. Yeah, maybe. because they were definitely just chowing on Chinese food. But, yeah, well, What's I, the point of eating normal food? For pleasure. Do you still, like, shit it out and everything? Do I you have, get nutrients from it? I have no idea. Because then, like, why do you have to eat people? Now we're building a case of why they are bad. Well, I think that it, you have to consume blood to, to survive. That just is what it is. We know this. It's like how we have to drink water or whatever. Okay. But, so that's kind of how I equate it. But, I... Again, I'll never understand why humans are concerned with maintaining their humanity. If I was that mom and I found out he was head vampire, yes, please, turn me into your vampire bride. I will care for your vampire children. Because in the end, I mean, it's called the Lost Boys. They're eternal. Um, they're, they're not kids, but they're young. And they're just, they're just looking for this mom. They just wanted a vampire family. And... Instead, we just slaughtered every single one of them, and it upset me so much. I don't know why. And I I really, really loved Kiefer Sutherland as David. I loved him so much. There was this scene where I think it's one of our first scenes of him, and he's walking on the carousel, 
Okay. And he's got a cigarette behind his ear. Yeah. And I was like, God, all I think all I ever wanted to be is a cool guy with a cigarette behind my ear. And he was the epitome of that. Okay. <laughs> he's just a cool guy. They've got this 80s hair. And their costumes, too. Like, it wasn't... Like, it was... I thought almost it was over had, the top 80s. Well, I thought they felt almost piratey. Like, they almost felt like Neverland Lost Boys in their outfits, but they had their crop tops and their 80s hair. I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I thought the vampires were adorable. I didn't think it was even just the vampires, you know, outfits that I thought were over the top. It was also, like, who turned out to be the head vampire, the the manager guy or yeah. the store owner. He's got, like, the giant shoulder pads in his suit kind of like in his blazer the mom's wearing these over the top like 80s big puffed up dresses all but the all the kids are wearing like that cool was leather jackets when it was made it just it's over the top though like you go watch uh, like stuff that now is set in the 80s and they've toned it down a lot they like, over stylized it i don't yeah like it was just too much like here's what's flashy and hip and all this that like it felt like uh, a producer was like nah this needs to be like big really cool like some well, coked out dude the, going more at the very beginning when uh, he first notices Star mm-hmm. and then Star rides off with David and he goes and buys a leather jacket so that he can look cool like yeah. the cool biker gang uh, I guess I don't have any more points like I, I don't have much to add as far as the actors and actresses. I, don't, I thought they were all fine. Yeah, I mean, basically, we everybody knows Kiefer Sutherland and Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman and Those the are the other, big... There's another Corey, too. Corey Haim. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I think he's the younger brother. You know, Rhodes lent me the, the movie to watch on physical media. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, by the way, both Corys are in this. I was like, I don't know what that means. I was born in 95. I don't know what that means. He goes, Corey Feldman? I'm like, okay, I know who that is. And he goes, oh, Corey Haim? I was like, who the fuck is Corey Haim? Yeah, I didn't know who he was either, but... I saw Kiefer Sutherland pop up, and I was like, damn, yeah. I know that name. And then it was like a young teen version. It wasn't like the guy from, it was like 24 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, overall, great 80s flick, reminiscent of The Goonies. The ending was really depressing and made me super sad. And I, I thought think, the ending was the best. I think part. all of the vampires were unnecessarily killed. I guess I like it for the the comedy aspects with the Frog Brothers. You said that was. Oh name. yeah, the and, Frog and Brothers. The grandpa. I mean, like, they were great. I mean, I loved the the vampire hunting boys that worked in the comic shop. I thought that was a great little like side plot. I guess mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I will say it's my favorite Joel Schumacher movie, but I've only seen two of his movies. This and that really bad Batman. Oh. He, he's, like, known for his shitty Batman, so. Yep, I've never watched his shitty Batman, but I really liked this. And, you know, before we close or anything, I want to make sure that we mention Nanook the dog, played by Cody the dog. And why do you know this? Because when I paused the movie, it showed me the cast and no nooks was uh cody the dog and i just really wanted to remember him today i think that that's who we should dedicate this episode to i can i can get behind that (laughs) so you don't have to if you were to give it a rating what would you give it out of five is that what we do out of five typically out of five so obviously this doesn't have to stand you can change your mind later i mean 
this is I rate my movies differently based on my expectations of them. Okay. So my expectations of this movie were fulfilled and even exceeded. I didn't have high expectations. I would give this between a four and a five star rating. Really? For the eighties. So a four point five? Yeah, four point five. We'll I, give we give half stars. Half stars. If, when the two break it up or if they no, are like four point five and four and no then point two fives and point seven fives. You can the average can be a point two five or point seven five. But an individual one cannot be that's a lot I'll of fucking a, cars, Jesus. I'll give it a four and a half then, because I'm always hesitant to give anything five stars. But oh, another thing I wanted to mention the vampire's toes when they were hanging upside down sleeping. I didn't even notice what. Oh my god. Were they gross? They, it was just the special effects makeup for them. Like, it was ridiculous. I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but they were probably arguably the worst part of the effects in the movie. But I just thought it was worth mentioning because I, I noticed their toes when they were hanging upside down. I okay. thought it was... But, yeah. So, yeah, four and a half stars. I loved it. I really thoroughly enjoyed it way more than I expected to. Because I'm picky about 80s movies because I don't love the effects and how dated they feel. But this, I thought, felt dated in a good way. So, I kind of feel the opposite of you. Where I, I like to give movies passes with those kinds of, like, I'll never critique a movie against this age. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels unfair. Yeah. Um. I didn't mind the effects at all. I didn't even think about them, which you kind of want with effects, I think, right? Like you yeah. don't want to think, oh, this is a good effect or a bad effect. Uh, I thought the premise is generic as fuck, you know? Oh, yeah. Divorced family moves to small town somewhere, and it turns out it's infested with vampires. Uh, I thought the setting was very interesting for it. I was pretty excited for it. And then they did nothing with it. I think the movie overall is pretty half-baked. Like, the dialogue is a little rough at times. I think this movie was definitely a comedy first, and then as they were filming it, they kind of leaned more into the vampire seduction kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I think very, very, very down. comedy, a little bit of horror. I wish if it was any. more comedy. Oh. I, that's the part they excelled at, I guess is what I was getting at. They... The comedy is the stuff that sticks out to me. That mm-hmm. was well done. I would give it a two and a half. Two and a half. Four yeah. and a half and a two and a half. So Solid. That's a 3.5 yeah. overall for our average. Not too bad. Alright, do you have any closing thoughts on this or are you all well, good? We mentioned Cody the dog. Um, I think we're good. I think I said everything I needed to say. Alright, then next week I will be back with John Rose and we'll be talking about. Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, released in 1992, I think. It's a very, very horny movie. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. It's so fucking horny. Keanu Reeves plays Jonathan Harker. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not a good casting. <laughs> oh, it's casting. not a good... He's... Keanu Reeves should not be playing an English man. I love Keanu Reeves. I will defend this man with my life. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be in roles that aren't action movies. He's not a great actor. It's, but he's an incredible human. It's just weird. Because he still has the... Oh, oh, oh. As this English man in the... the Like in 1902 or whenever this takes place. It's just bizarre. But I'll be back with Rhodes next week with that. You've arrived at your destination.